Kilishuateka Kiviti Hashem, Baruch Habab Hashem Aronai, Gemel Be Menachem Av, Bezrat Hashem, the third of Av, corresponding to the letter Zayin. And may it be so that we merit to call this day the third of Menachem Av, with the coming of Menachem, Mashiach Zidkenu. Can you hear that song? Sephirotiot brings down Zachar Zadik or Zaker Zadik Livraka. The memory of the righteous one is a blessing. So if you ever see um, Zain Sadi Lamed, that means Zaker Zadik Livraka. Which means the memory of a righteous one is a blessing. So the righteous one may their memory be blessed. Goes on to say, the memory of a righteous one is a blessing. Zakir Amalek. Amalek. It is remembering what the wicked have done. Zakir Liziat Mitzrayim. Remember how God brought us out of Mitzrayim. I just want to share a quick insight from Ishpela. He was sharing a story that one time he was asked, why does he wear a Zidzit? And what are the... Basically, before the person knew that they were called Zidzit, he said, they, uh, he was asked, why do you wear those? And he said, it's because Hashem brought me out of Egypt. And I thought that was very, very beautiful because anytime people ask us, why do we eat kosher? Why do we keep the Shabbat? Why do we dress Zanut? Why do we study Torah? Any of the mitzvot. And it's beautiful to say because Hashem took us out of Egypt, which is the reason why we do what we do. The whole purpose of a Jew is to transform physical creation into spirituality and bring spirituality down into physical creation. And that is the significance of us leaving Egypt. Out of bondage, out of slavery, and into freedom, out of darkness, and into the marvelous light of Hakadosh Baruchu. Goes on to say, Zakor et Yom HaShabbat. This is remember the Shabbat. This is what we say in the daytime Kiddush on, uh, during Oneg. goes on to say, And because with Zayin there is memory, there is also a light which shines from one end of the universe to the other. A Zohar. And it says, The Book of Light. The Volumes of Splendor. And it's also amazing, by the way, side note again, that if you rearrange the word for Zohar, you get the word Haraz, which is the secret. And Raz is actually 207, which is the same gematria as light, or. So the secret, the Zohar, is light, which 207 is a mirror of 702 which is the gematria of shabbat so if you literally want to reflect the light of hashem you do so by keeping the shabbat 
one who is considered to be a person who seeks the light, who walks in light. They are the keepers of the Shabbat. And as the amazing Chazan Shlita brings down, it's not just keeping the Shabbat, it's not just guarding the Shabbat, but it's also calling the Shabbat a delight. Goes on to say, many believe the light has been forever lost. But this is not so. It is only because we ignore this sacred vessel of light, which is memory. There's a point in time where, at least in America, the nation was swept with this little bracelet. Whether it was knitted or beaded or, you know, the elastic band. And it was the WWJD. And it was interesting because, number one, it would literally be what would Yeshua do instead of what would JC do. But um, WWYD would have been better. Or just uh, how about Zakor et HaShabbat or Zakor et Yom HaShabbat or Zeker Liziat Mitzrayim. That actually would have been the best way to say that. But we digress, don't we? So... This bracelet was predicated off of use your mind and reflect back. And remember that Yeshua HaMashiach, the Yod Hey, because Yeshua Yod HaMashiach Hey, the, the Yod and the Hey, the 15, which is 2, ta, Tet Vav. And two is 15, as in Tuba Av, Tuba Shabbat, the 15th of Av, which is a beautiful day. It's a festival of resurrection. And you have Tuba Shabbat, which is the resurrection of the trees. It's literally the new year for the tree. It's where the sap begins on a concealed level to come up into all aspects of the tree. And it's this dormant energy that blossoms forth. Uh, and so that's the beginning. So as we celebrate the new year for the tree and when life is beginning to rise up from the earth, so to speak, uh, we can't see anything. But yet it's it's new. And the beautiful thing about Tuba Shavat, this precedes the month of Elul. This precedes Rosh Hashanah. We can't really see anything. But... Tuba Av is so amazing. And again, we're circling around the number 15 because we're looking at the fact of going back in our memory and reflecting on he who is the light and who is the life and who is the resurrection. Because the life and the resurrection is, a, is the light and that is the Shabbat. So as we reflect back on this, remember that Tuba Av, when we were in the wilderness during the 40th year, that was the end of death for those who were to fall in the wilderness. So you have individuals between the ages of 20 and 60 who constantly died every year. Like every year there was a new group of people that went out and they dug their own graves. And, you know, once the uh, once the ninth of Av would occur, the 10th, they would go out and see who was alive, who was dead, and then they'd cover up those who died, you know, finish the burial process. But in the 40th year, 
everyone was still alive. And it was the 10th of Av, and it was the 11th of Av, it was the 12th of Av, it was the 13th of Av, it was the 14th of Av, and it was the 15th of Av. Seven days later, you know, from the 9th of Av, and it was no more death. And so, as we look at the two, which is Tet Vav, which equals 15, which is the same mantra as yod i.e. Yeshua HaMashiach, and reflecting that back, pun intended, because we're talking about light and Shabbat, life and resurrection, and, you know, it's through our memory that we get to access the light. You know, we go six days throughout the week, and then we come back. Our mind goes back to, we keep the Shabbat. Why? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Melech HaOlam. He is the king of the universe. And we reflect back on creation. We reflect back on our being renewed. And Shabbat is already called 160th of the Alam Haba, according to the Talmud. So, when we really think about what is the Alam Haba, it is life and resurrection. It is the light of life. It is the light that shone forth on day one of creation that was hidden and concealed after three days, only to be brought back during the Shabbat, and it shone for a total of 36 hours, our sages tell us, which corresponds to the 36 candles of Hanukkah. So the beautiful thing about what we're looking at with memory and what is that vessel of light, this is why remembering, hiding the word of God in our hearts and hiding in Mashiach and doing all these things, that's because these are the vessels of the light that can shine forth into all the world and Bezrat Hashem bring the final redemption. End of Sefer Otiot, going on to letters of light. One of the beautiful things it brings down about Zion in the introduction of the letter is it has Zikaron uh, and it's a beautiful thing about you know uh, Yom HaZikaron you know we have a day of remembrance and then um, you have a a sofa here in the graphic picture who is um, writing on parchment and the beautiful thing about when we write down you know what's on our mind it usually connects and helps us remember things so zakor 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 and zakor is embedded within this picture so i'm looking at the image and just kind of describing it to you and it's beautiful because there is a little lamp above his head a nair maybe it's a nair tamid who knows but there's a little nair above his head and it's interesting because the Talmud also brings down that as a baby is in the womb for nine months that there's a light that shines above its head which is the angel teaching the baby Torah and then once the baby is born it's struck on the nose by that angel and we lose all of the Torah that we learned so that our life becomes remembering what we lost returning back to that which we were taught that which created us and so why does everyone every man woman and child why do we all have to repent well that's because that's how we were created and so it's returning back to our essence it's returning back to our place of origin 
But in the process, we're bringing up the lowest parts because our dwelling and our habitation, as we return back to Hashem, we draw in all of that atmosphere with us. And so this is the beautiful thing about when we go to work every day, that the Torah that we have stored up, we take that into our workspace. We take that into our routes, our traffic routes that we take to work. And because we do that, we embed Torah into these areas. So that way, the next time we return to prayer, we return to Torah study, we return to fellowship, we return to shul, we return to Shabbat, that we're bringing in all of those divine sparks that were gathered, that were affected by the Torah that inhabited those spaces. Just like we read about in the Or HaChaim and Bami Bar about the Aron, the Ark, that everywhere it went, it drew in like a magnet, divine sparks, so that everywhere in the wilderness was transformed into Gan Eden. So turning a barren wilderness into an oasis is just amazing to think about, and that's all because of the word of Hashem. So may we merit to remember our Torah and speak it forth everywhere we go so that the word of God would be that magnet that draws in those divine sparks. And the beautiful thing is, as we're about to learn shortly about the letter Zion, is that it's actually not our job to fight the physical battles. Everything that we do is a spiritual battle. And so to think, I need to physically go into a certain place or I need to put up a certain billboard to tell people, turn or burn, get sanctified or chicken fried or anything like that. Well, the beautiful thing is because we do Torah, the spirit of God is going to go out and it's going to draw forth. But if we give no portals to the spirit of God, then people won't be drawn. But if we just go around putting out portals, yes, like Dr. Strange, exactly, you know, and uh, the thing is, the enemy already is ahead of us on this because he creates portals all the time for demons to come through. What do you think unkosher food is? What do you think all of these other holidays that are so idolatrous, the roots of them, you know, and what do you think? Uh, establishments of, you know, debauchery and harlotry, you know, idols, you know, actual trinkets and things that people say, you know, like dream weavers, you know, the fat belly God and things like that. Those are all portals for demons, portals for demons. That's exactly what those are. But on the flip side, one who's wearing a tackle, one who's wearing zizit, one who is rapping to feeling one who is eating kosher, one who puts up a mezuzah, you know, and when it's that time, one who lights their Hanukkah, we are creating portals for angels of light to come through. And once that light shines, it becomes a magnet for divine sparks. So gathering into divine sparks is about doing all that we can and our ability to remember that we have been redeemed from Mitzrayim and as we do that, Hakadosh Baruchu, by His Spirit, because remember, it's not by power, it's not by might, but by the Spirit of Hakadosh Baruchu, that these things come to pass. 
It also says in the letters of light that Zion is Shabbat. Shabbat. It says Shabbos. Slika. I'm trying to translate from Ashkenazi to Sephardi on the fly. And I was like, I'm going to say Shabbos. So uh, Shabbat, which is called the crown of creation. And basically when a man marries a woman, it basically is like the same thing. Because the Zion is a Vav with a crown on it. And remember that the wife is the crown of the husband, as we learn in the Proverbs. And so when we look at this, what crowns the weak? What crowns creation? It is the Shabbat. So one of the songs that I've done is about uh, where the day where the king meets the queen, you know, and so uniting Zeranpin and Nukva to be Kabbalistic about it. But the aspect of Hashem, the feminine and the, the masculine together is bringing in the Shabbat uh, as Yisrael and through the lights and through the Hala, the Kiddush, like all of that, uniting that with the spirit of Hashem, through the Torah, through the Brakot. We're creating all these unifications on unifications on unifications. And basically you have the Vav being crowned, which is the Zion, i.e. the crown of creation. So I love that. I just wanted to share that. And then it says the Gematria, the numerical value of Zion is seven. Seven represents the seventh day of the week, which is Shabbat. It is the day God rested. But what does this mean? If God is infinite, why did he have to rest? If God is infinite, why did he have to rest? A human, a mortal, is tired after a hard week at work. Preach! I mean, for real. Like, come on, right? Says, because you know, sometimes you just kind of crash in this body. You're like, oh my gosh, can't do this. Man, I don't know how Hashem did it. Six days, he was done. You know, six days, I'm out. <laughs> like, I ain't even worked six days. I worked five days, and I'm out. You know, 40 hours, 60 hours, 80 hours, however many hours you work. Crazy people. Okay, but anyway, uh, going on, <laughs> it says, so he has to take a breather. This is what a mortal has to do. But God, the immortal being question mark says the answer is that the rest is not for God but for us see when we rest it's considered as if God is resting and Captain Yisrael Shlita brings down that it's really not us that do the mitzvot if you really think about it because it's the spirit of Hashem within us that helps us do the commandment so it's actually and reality, Hashem himself, that's fulfilling the commandments. The beautiful thing about that partnership is that we create the vessel for the spirit of God to move through. You know, many people, when I used to be a part of the church, like, oh, I want to be the hands and feet of JC. And you're like, yeah, so why don't you light some candles and dress sanud and eat kosher, study Torah, uh, keep the mitzvot, you know, study the mitzvot yearn to do mitzvot you know love your neighbors you love yourself 
you know, and these things. And it's like, no, 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 we don't want to do it that way. Ah, that's too much. I mean, we don't want to be the actual hands. But anyway, goes on to say, since we work for six days a week and appear to be the masters of our fate, we can easily come to believe that we are the ones that have the power to determine our success. Therefore, God instructs on the seventh day you are to stop. You are to examine the world around you and understand that everything comes from me. Shabbat is the day to focus on the creator of the universe. So, Selah, because, you know, the people who don't keep Shabbat, they typically don't relate to Hashem as master and lord of their life. They call him God, they call him creator, but can't call him Adonai, can't call him king, because technically it doesn't rule your life if you don't do what he says. So that's weird. But I love that we are to stop and examine the world around us and understand everything. Examine and understand. You know, all of creation is renewed with life-giving force every Shabbat. So as we roll into Arab Shabbat, there's a new life force from Hashem imbued into all of creation. So what we see when we stop and examine the world around us, we, we're looking at life-giving energy as we talked about with the letter Tet, that there's all this energy that's going out and actually it was the letter Chet, Slika. The letter Chet, um, because Ishpela was sharing from Rabbi Ginsburg. Yes, the letter Chet, because it says Chet is the letter of life. And it says essential life and life to alive, enliven. So as we're looking at these things. We're looking at Hakadosh Paruku literally being the life and the resurrection. So when Mashiach says he is the life and the resurrection, what's he really saying? Because who is the one who is life? Who is the one who gives power to life? Yep. And this is why we have to understand that Mashiach is hidden in Hashem. He is the extension of Hashem into all of creation. Just like the the tablets just like the cloud that went before us just like the light that shone in the first day of creation oh yeah and the Torah so that's that from wisdom in the Hebrew Aleph Bet it brings down since food was freely available to Adam his task in the Garden of Eden was Le Avda Ul Shamra was to work it and to guard it. Bereshit 2.15 What is our, was meant to be a purely spiritual one. So the work and the guarding is a spiritual task. And this is why it's beautiful to understand when Shaul writes that the Torah is spiritual but I am not. 
you know, he writes that in the letter to the Romans. So let's take a look at that real quick. Stand by for source. We are going to be in chapter seven. All right. It's the key verse is 14. But let's look at it in context, shall we? Yes. Because he's writing about struggling with sin, struggling with breaking the word of God, you know, like making a golden calf saying, you know, this is how I want to serve you, God. That's technically what sin is. Sin is the golden calf. So if we can just connect sin to that, that would totally help with the whole understanding of how is sin, lawlessness and breaking the law and Torahlessness and destitute of the law, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just go back to the golden calf or go back to the sin of the spies. Those will be totally helpful. But anyway, it goes to say, did that which is good, i.e. the Torah, the word of God, did that become death to me? Certainly not. But in order that the golden calf, because it's a sin, might be exposed as a golden calf because you know in our mind when we sin we don't see it as that we it's like no this is this is okay this is totally fine i can do it you know i don't want to do it but you know i have to i feel like i need to so we justify it we make ourselves comfortable to do it because you know we know a stove is hot and therefore we don't like the consequences of the stove being hot so we don't touch the stove unless we're just absolutely crazy but yet with sin we're like well we can't really feel it so you know we can do it so that's really uh convicting because i know for me i'm just i'm just feeling a whole lot of conviction right now but tis the season i'm willing to deal with that and hakadosh baruku not only help me but help us all we all need help because sometimes golden calves man be just we like them like we want to put them on our shelf we want to cuddle with them you know golden calf stuff got to get rid of it that's why the temple was destroyed so it goes on to say so in order that this golden calf might be exposed as golden calf it produced death in me through what was good because you realize that energy that we put into our sin that's good energy like if we channeled that for serving Hashem, we could make so much Kedusha, like a Kedusha napalm would happen. But that energy is misdirected, and now instead of creating angels, we're creating demons. Because, you know, that totally happens. If you do a mitzvah, you create an angel. If you do a sin, you create demonic power act demonic forces around you accusers so when we look at it that way it says so through the commandment the golden calf might become utterly sinful because this is why the torah this is why the tablets were broken because hat moshe brought those tablets down every one of us would have been obliterated we were on the level of Adam, so it was the equivalent of you got to get kicked out of the garden, which would have mean kicked out of the clouds, 
Take away your eternal life, which that totally happened. Take away your weapons, that totally happened. Take away your garments of splendor, that happened. Take away those crowns that you got when the angels came down after you said, Nah, save Nishma. We will do and we will hear. Take that away. Get kicked out of the clouds of glory. And oh snap, take away the rock that brings forth water miraculously. Take away the manna. Okay, so you're going to lose all of this stuff. And I guarantee you, the desert that we were in, we wouldn't have lasted a second. So the fact that the tablets were actually shattered were a preservation of life. This is why we have to understand that through Mashiach's offering and his body being destroyed, his temple being destroyed, we didn't have to. Which sounds very, very familiar to the Jewish commentary that says, you know, Hashem took out his wrath on wood and stones so that it didn't have to take it out on the Jewish people. So that Hakadosh Baruch Hu didn't have to take out the justification and the punishment of sin on the Jewish people. It says he took it out on wood and stone, i.e. the two temples, i.e. the sapphire tablets, i.e. the body of Mashiach, who is called the Zadik Echad, the Ish Zadik Echad, the one righteous man that HaKadosh Baruch Hu extracts from us for atonement, for collateral. So, he says in verse 14, We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. For what I hate to do, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, <coughs> Sleeka. If I do what I do not want to do, I lost my place because I had to sneeze. Sleeka. Uh, verse 16, let's just start there. And if I do what I do not want to do, I admit that the law is good. See, the thing is, if you do what you don't want to do, it's like, man, I really, I'd really rather not, you know, sin today. It's just like, okay, so you understand Torah is absolutely valid for today because you don't want to sin. So, say lie on that. So, verse 17, in that case, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it and this is why extracting the venom of the serpent is the process of sanctification the venom of the serpent i.e the yetzahara that is within us that we submit ourselves to in those moments of weakness that is why when we do the mitzvah we say asher kitshanu b'mitzvotav vetzivanu that's us going extract the venom of the serpent extract the the uh the power if you will of the yetahara for lawlessness from me and cause an influx of kedusha to be imbued within me because the way the spiritual world works if you're going to remove and create an empty space you got to fill it up with something because if you don't fill it up you're actually going to bring in more and more negative energy because clepot, the forces of impurity, feed off of light. 
So, therefore, if you're not really using, you know, the energy, if you will, or the ability to do something, you're actually causing the forces of impurity to be strengthened. So this is why we have to understand using our talents and our gifts. The parable of the talents. Go back to that and understand that on a whole nother level. So when we ask HaKadosh Baruchu to bend the will of our Yatahara to righteousness and holiness. The Asher Kitshanu Be'metzvotav Vetivanu. Like that is what that signifies. So you're going to take out the evil, so to speak, and replace it with good. You're going to transform the darkness into light. You're going to come overcome evil with good. That is Asher Kitshanu Be'metzvotav Vetzivanu. Baruch Hashem. So, uh, there's that verse. So going on, back to the wisdom in the Hebrew alphabet. It says, to work in the study of Torah and guard all its commandments. Pirkei de Rebbe Eliezer 12. Zayin is armament, measures of self-defense. The name Zayin may also be translated as weapon. But it is no coincidence because coincidence doesn't exist as a Hebrew word. It says that the letter Zion is symbolic, representative of both sustenance and armament. The two concepts are related to each other. The Zion is shaped like a spear, indicating that man's sustenance is obtained by his struggle. Moreover, as Rabbi Hirsch in Bereshit 3.19 points out, that the word lechem, which is bread, is a cognate with mil comma. If you add a mem before lechem and a hey at the end of lechem, so we're looking at the word ma, which is what, and ma is 45 and gematria, which is the gematria of geula. So I want to double check that because Geula is the word for redemption and Geula is also the equivalent of Adam. So Gemel. Uh, yeah, it should be Gemel. Olive, Lamet, Hey, Geula. Oh, there's a Sika uh, Gimel, Aleph, Vav, Lamet, Hey, is Geula, which is 45, which is the Mem, Hey, and Aleph, Dalit, Mem, which is Adam, is 45. So man was meant to war for Geula. The Geula is warring. The man warring. So we have to fight for our redemption. This is why it says that ever since the days of Yochanan, the righteous take a hold of the kingdom by force. Stand by for source. It 
It is Matityahu 11.12. From the days of Yochanan HaTovul until now, the kingdom of Shemaim has been subjected to violence. And violent people have been raiding it. Violent people are attacking it. Violent people take it by force. So, when you really look at this verse, this is telling us that the the predecessor, the precursor, that's the word I'm looking for, the precursor to the Geula is warfare. This is why the war of Gog and Magog is one of the final things that happens in this current exile. Because we have to war. And in the center of war is bread. This is why if we war for the bread, which we know is Torah. Torah is bread. Torah is water. Torah is wine. All sorts of sources for that. So, if we're going to war for Torah, that's how we bring the redemption. So, it goes on to say, For the struggle for daily bread sometimes causes man to struggle against his fellow man for his existence. Bread also alludes to man's struggle with Mother Earth to extract food for his livelihood. Reliance on self-defense applies not only to livelihood, but to all situations where life and survival are endangered. Situations in which man must take action and initiative before he can expect help from above. Situations in which man must take action and initiative everyone say initiative once we take that now we can expect help from above as our sages taught one must not rely on miracles Pesachim 64b Hakadosh Baruchu may our words merit on high as we ask that you establish the Zion within creation and may the light of your Word, the light of your voice shine forth unto the revealing of the final Geula with the revealing of the Beta Mikdash and Mashiach Ben David, Bimheda, Veamenu, Hakadosh Baruchu, please send Mashiach now.